It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we got to make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the mother guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jay. Millie's Welcome back! This is the Locked On Celtics Podcast And we're happy, thrilled even That you're making us part of your regular routine We're still here for you every week, a few times a week, hopefully when there's something to talk about, and today there is, because Team USA has had a number of defections and is basically, basically, seemingly going to be the Boston Celtics in Team USA uniforms. We'll talk about that. We'll do a special segment on birthdays later on, which is kind of fun. And it's going to be me, John Corrales of MassLive.com, joined by the kid, Jay King, of The Athletic uh, Fresh off a men's league game. Where I was trash. <laughs> so trash. Sucks. Sucks when it goes away. Just sucks. Uh, not going away for the Boston Celtics who are involved in Team USA. In fact, Marcus Smart now joining Team USA. He's been invited and seems thrilled. He tweeted about it, saying that uh, he takes it serious and uh, blessed to be even thought of. And it means everything to him. So Marcus Smart is joining, apparently, Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker, who both seem like locks to make the team. Uh, Jay, let's start with this. Are you do you, do you, are you happy about this many Celtics? Maybe even Jalen Brown, who's supposedly on the short list. Do you think this is a good thing that these guys are out there playing uh, for Team USA? Uh, I don't know. I think... Some years, like, it'd be a really great experience to go to Team USA camp and get to play every day against all-time greats. This year, the Team USA training camp isn't going to be that. Kemba Walker may be the best player there. Chris Middleton, Damian Lillard, and Kevin Love, I think, are on the fence, reportedly. So... It's not like you're going and learning habits from LeBron James and or Kobe Bryant or like guys who can really teach a generation how to approach the game off the court, how to go about the work off the court. I'm sure the, the other guys in training camp probably have good habits too, but it's it's different when you're playing against, you know, lower tier all-stars versus all-time greats. Um, I assume it's probably a good experience. It's definitely an honor for those guys to, to be chosen to at least participate in training camp in Kemba's case. I'm sure he'll make the team Tatum 
a lot of wings have dropped out, so he looks like he's got a pretty good chance of making the roster. Marcus Smart, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I think overall it's probably probably a good experience to go out there and, and get reps. And like, it, it's not often during the summer that guys will be able to get real reps of working on the right things and working on, you know, team oriented concepts. And I think especially with the case of Kemba coming in, getting at least a couple guys a chance to work with him and get to know him a little bit and learn his game and learn how to play with him. That's probably all good. Yeah. I think that having Kemba and Marcus and Jalen, or if he, if he goes and Tatum, like if, if all four guys go, then I'd rather have, four guys make it, then one guy make it. Uh, I'd rather have the four guys, at least they can go out there and build some chemistry because, you know, you're, they're going to be out in Vegas. So they'll be out having fun too. Uh, but then, you know, they go to Australia, then they go to China and there's not going to be much to do besides play basketball and talk basketball. So that'll almost be like a mini bonding experience. It's not going to be the whole team, but it's going to be enough of them. So, uh, I think, uh, it's, it's good in that regard. I, I can see a negative in that they're being asked to go to China and, and basically the entire month of August, which is they'll be ramping up their workouts and all that stuff. But still, the entire month of August uh, into the beginning of September, they'll be playing this competitive basketball. And then like a week later, training camp starts. So it does take them away from their normal routine and it does kind of put a little bit more intense kind of, I don't know, basketball in their, in their routine rather than whatever workouts they're going through and, and, and takes them halfway around the world. And so I don't know how that's going to impact them. I can see that, that argument, but I like but these ones are young, man. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's fine. Um, I I like the idea of them going and playing for Popovich for a month and getting like that exposure to to him and seeing kind of like another coaching style uh, and a guy that is is very close to Brad Stevens and and has Brad Stevens respect so uh, working with him working under him and and learning something new I think it's it's going to be great and for guys like Tatum and and Brown especially as they're developing another taste of a different brand of basketball. Maybe they can learn some different things. They can say, Oh, I can add this to my, my game. I don't think that's a bad thing either. Yeah, they are. And I, I think just, just getting to know each other, <laughs> Re, rebuilding the vibe around the Celtics from, okay, this, this last year it stunk, but now this is a fresh <laughs> start. Let's, let's go hang out with Kemba. Let's get really excited about the season. And let's let's enjoy our time on Team USA, and let's maybe try to win a gold medal. And I'm I'm sure that that that'll be interesting too. That'll be pr- productive too. So I, I I don't think there's really a downside to it at the age of these guys. The fact that none of them have ever gone on. It's not like they've played into the finals like four straight years, and they've played on Team USA every summer. For a lot of these guys, this is like the first time getting a chance to do something like this. So it, it's it's all good. It's all good, John. 
I'm sure this some is, people. This is how this is how I know it's this is this is like the most off season topic ever. We are debating about whether it's players should be whether it will be productive for players to play on Team USA I know. or at least be in training camp for Team USA. I know. I mean, it's it's I'm I'm bringing up like things that people might say they're I I love it. I love it. I like international basketball. I like players going and representing their country. Uh, I don't think it's it's a negative. I've seen people people are telling me that it's pointless, and you know some of the stars dropping out. Uh, it seems like it would be uh, not everybody's top priority. But and and it's not the Olympics. The Olympics get like all of the shine. And so this is the FIBA World Cup, or they used to call it the World Championships or whatever. Um, so it's a different thing, and, and people aren't really excited about it. But I think I think it's a cool experience, and I don't see any reason why they shouldn't do it. Uh, from the wear and tear argument, it's, it's not like these guys are going to be sitting in rocking chairs for this month. They're all going to be working out. They'll, they'll all be ramping up their workouts. The only difference is they'll be playing against other teams that, are probably more motivated to win international basketball. It means a lot more to these other countries than it does to some of these professional players in the United States. So they might be playing with a little bit more intensity, which means some more elbows, some more shots, some more, you know, a little higher probability of some sort of injury or nagging thing. So I I understand that from that perspective. But, you know, these guys are going to be out there playing five on five anyway. So I'm not really too concerned about something like that. <laughs> the most off-season really discussion of all time. Here it is. What, today, what do you think? Today we, marks our peak. More, well, I mean, it's it's July. This is the July 23rd show. So that's that's where we are, Jay. This is this is where we are. Team USA talk. Team USA talk. Hey, you know what? We're lucky to have Team USA talk. Because otherwise we wouldn't have anything to talk about. So That's true. we're this is I'm like thankful that there's Team USA talk. That in August when there's nothing to talk about, we'll actually have like stories coming out of Las Vegas with with these guys who are Boston Celtics who are going to be playing. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back and see if we can squeeze more blood out of this rock. Stick around. We'll be right back on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Here we go! 
Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the Screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, Rejecting the Screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Some more Team USA talk, which... I don't even know what we're going to talk about, but here we are. People, I think there are some people who are excited about this. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how these games translate. I'm psyched to see Marcus Smart unleashed on the international field, which he's done before, but like we haven't seen him as uh, we haven't seen him as an NBA player. The the uh, the Celtics <laughs> team USA begins their tournament in a group with Turkey, the Czech Republic, and Japan. And I pity those three countries for having to deal with Marcus Smart. This is where you chime in, Jay. I I didn't hear. I cut out for a little bit. (laughs) Marcus Smart playing basketball for Team USA against Turkey, the Czech Republic, and Japan. He would just bully, bully internationally, like, international guards i need to see that i i kind of do need to see that i mean right i need i need him to make the team which is probably against all odds just just to see him play against like like greek guards who <laughs> why, like, why greek why you gotta go six, why you go with the greeks because i i, I decided to choose your people <laughs> and we had the Czech Republic. I also, laid the Czech Republic right out there in front of you. I, I think that was kind of a racial racial comment. Like most Greeks are white dudes, and I want to see him matched up against like a six three overmatched white dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there was a racial component to that. I I'm not entirely sure what my own brain was thinking, but now that I break down my own quote, sure, I, I think there might have been, but there, there might have been. But yeah, Marcus Smart in international play, and he he's done it before. He's won gold medal with the under nineteen, under eighteen team. He might have won a couple of gold medals with uh, Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton back in the day. So this this is not his maiden voyage to Team USA. He's also done, been on the select team before. I think pretty sure this is his first time being invited to the the main training camp. Mm-hmm. So. And he appreciates it. I hope he he's a, he's a guy who definitely appreciates stuff like that. Yeah. And look, here's another thing. Here's another element to it. And not that it's the biggest thing, but for guys like Smart, even, even Kemba, winning gold medals and things like this, it counts towards your, like, when you talk about your legacy, like your overall basketball resume is this, this is something that gets added to it. Like, when people are talking about, and I'm not saying that you know these guys are going to be Hall of Famers, but like if you make a case, if you're making a case for somebody as a Hall of Famer, 
like the championships, the all-stars, all of that stuff. But it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not just the NBA Hall of Fame. International stuff counts. So guys like Kemba, who are building a resume that may hope to be in consideration someday, this stuff, this stuff is important. I think Kyle Lowry is a great example. I know he had the thumb surgery, so I don't expect him to play. I expect him to back out. But like somebody like him, who's been really, really good, but also has a reputation uh, for you know his playoff reputation. Now that's been broken, he's got a championship. You get him like gold medals and stuff like that. Next thing you know, you start putting that resume together someday and you say, Hey, maybe, maybe he is a hall of famer. And it's like a little thing that I think some of these guys may, it might play into some of their decisions. It's, it's funny because I feel like international success should count towards other players' resumes. Like, like Mono Ginobili, Fabrizio or Alberto, Luis Scola. I feel like their gold medal, like their, run yeah should count for everything but usa players it's like yeah they're gonna win the gold medal if they're just on the team you know sure so like like should that impact tyson chandler's hall of fame bid i don't think so no no but i think i think you have to take it like case by case like yeah it could i guess you could swing like a borderline dude and especially someone like like carmel he's Hall of Famer no matter what. But if he wasn't, his international resume would be like, okay, yeah. that dude just balls out in the He's Olympics every year. a guy I had in mind while I was talking about that. Like, he – it solidifies him. It, it is. It's not It's not like the be-all, end-all thing. I mean, you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. But, like, for some people who uh, – and it does mean a lot more to international players. Like a guy like Manu Ginobili is, is a great example because – all of that international success, it does mean something. Uh, and the NBA success, you're like, ah, well, some people are like, ah, I don't know. Like the NBA numbers aren't particularly, you know, eye-popping. We know that he was an awesome player, but like the, the, the statistics aren't eye-popping. But then you add all of the Argentina stuff, like that stuff was just awesome. That that takes him to a different level. So that that definitely means something. But you know, in something like this, again, it's it's not like top of mind, but when you add it in, you say, "Hey, look, this was the team. Kemba Walker was the best player on this team and they won this world championship thing. They won this World Cup. That's a that's a Team USA gold medal." That's just an added line. The more you can pad that resume, then who knows what the rest of his career looks like, but you line that stuff up now. You never know. Guy like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, young players, third, fourth year, they've got 10, 12 years ahead of them, theoretically. Start piling up some of these gold medals early on. Maybe get some championships in there. Now you've got yourself a, a kind of a different conversation. So Are we talking about Jason Tatum's Hall of Fame? That's right. Now? That's right. <laughs> It's July 23rd. <laughs> I love where this conversation is going. I, I'm, I'm grasping, Jay. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for different things that make Team USA interesting. I like than, that. Other than, like, I just am interested in watching the basketball. It's going to be fun. I think, too, there's a chance for a guy like Tatum. Like, if he goes out to Team USA camp and just kind of 
I don't want to say dominates, but like plays really well. Like you may come back from that with a different type of confidence. Sure. Like it, it's it's one thing to do it in the NBA. It's another thing like go to Team USA training camp and ball out. And I I do think there that some guys have taken a jump from from going and measuring themselves up against guys like that and playing really well and realizing like okay like I, I, I can be better in the NBA and I can do more than I even knew I could. So there's, there's a chance for that. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I have no idea whether it will, but I, I do think that that's, that's, that's a possibility when you get a really talented young guy um, who gets invited to, to a training camp like that. I, I completely agree with that. And again, now you've got him in that situation. You've got him with, uh, a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches in the, the game has ever seen. And, you know, you go out there, you do the things that he tells you, you dominate if you can. And you know what? You come out of it with him telling you, like, hey, man, great work. Or like, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. That can add to your confidence. Now, now you're coming into a, a training camp against non all-stars like you're just the rest of your team I mean, you just keep with the expectation too that you're building a hall of fame career of course of course (laughs) as we've discussed that we're now making the hall of fame case for jason tatum so i i agree (laughs) that the confidence issue uh would be would be a something that uh would benefit him so all right, we've exhausted. We've exhausted this conversation. I think we did a great job exhausting this conversation. Uh, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we're going to play a little game having to do with birthdays. So stick around. We'll be right back here on the Locked On Celtics Podcast. You are Locked On Celtics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Jay King, this was your idea. I know you saw a tweet. I didn't see the tweet. So why don't you set this up and tell people what this what the scenario is here that we're trying to do. So this was one of my favorite tweets I've seen on Twitter this summer. It was like the perfect summer tweet. And so at Bucket Braun tweeted, someone has a gun to your head the best NBA player born on your birthday has to drop 30 in order to save your life. Who y'all got? (laughs) And it's just such a great question because some people are like, oh yeah, I was born on Michael Jordan's birthday. And then others look at the list and it's pretty grim. It's pretty grim out there. So I I love this question. I, I saw it pop on my timeline a couple times before I searched my own birthday. And learned that not a lot of great basketball players were born on August 22nd. But but I've got faith in my guy Andre Blatch, man. Oh god, Andre Blatch is your choice. <laughs> Andre Blatch. So, <laughs> so there, there were some other players I'd rather have on my basketball team than Andre Blatch f- from August 22nd. But if if you had to pick a guy and say, listen, man, I need you to get 30 tonight. Sure. And his only goal was to get you 30 points. I have complete faith, actually, in Andre Black. 
I'm, I'm assuming the coach would be on board with the plan to just save my life. And I am almost positive Andre Blatch would deliver me to safety. Like he would get 30. If, if his only goal was to get me 30, Andre Blatch is getting me 30. It may be totally destructive to his team. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The it wind, doesn't matter. The wind doesn't matter. I, I, I'm moving on. I'm, I'm, I'm living another day. No one has ever said the phrase, I have complete faith in Andre Blatch. Like, you're the no, first no person lie. to ever say that. No lie. I looked at the list. I was like, Andre Blatch. I'm saved. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if Deion Waiters was born on your birthday. Sure. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, you wouldn't want Deion Waiters to be your top scorer for your favorite team. Or, <laughs> no. But. If you needed him to go get 30, I'm pretty confident Deion Waiters could go get you 30. Sure. Well, Jordan Crawford, too. Like I'd be like, Jordan Crawford, go get me 30, I bro. Gotcha. I got you. You know, you're sitting there with the gun to your head. They'll, yeah, I, I see it. I see the rationale. I see the rationale. I have a much better option for my birthday, which is July 24th, which is coming up on Wednesday. So, yay me. Uh Carl Malone was born on my birthday, so I feel very confident that Carl Malone can go drop 30 uh, without without an issue. Uh, I have other choices. Not, no, not really. Um, who else was born on my birthday? Kyle Kuzma. Not, I do not have complete faith in Kyle Kuzma, although he could. He could possibly do it. Uh, Rick Fox. Ray for Alston. Nope. Carmelone. Carmelone's my choice. I mean, Carmelone has to be your choice. I mean, obviously Carmelone's my choice. I said he was my choice before. I mean, but like, I got no, I got no fun kind of like you got the Andre Blatch thing, which is a fun conversation. I just say, I think I trust Andre Blatch more than Carmelone in that circumstance. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Sure. Because <laughs> if you told Andre Blatch you have to score 30, he'd be like, finally, <laughs> finally, someone someone gets it. Um, well, I, I'm i pretty sure that Carmelone can go drop 30 without, without hesitation. He would elbow people in the head to do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Carmelone's a pretty good choice. I mean, the man... man won MVP in, in the Jordan era. So I think he's a pretty good choice. Yeah. So 14-time All-Star. I'm still riding with Blatch, though. I'm, you know, you have complete faith in Andre Blatch, of course. I, I really do. Like, I've never been more confident in Andre Blatch in my life. I, I kind of wish I had a fun choice like that. Cause I don't. Like, I have the obvious choice, which is, like, I can't even have fun with any of these other choices. I got no, no one else. The only other fun person here is Furkan Korkmaz, which just because I like to say Furkan Korkmaz, that's the only thing. I got no other <laughs> fun guy here. So. Yeah, that's tough. I'm I'm sorry for you, honestly. Yeah, I got Walt Bellamy, who played like back when basketball was invented, which probably <laughs> you know, considering the dynamic in my age. I probably should choose Walt Bellamy before I choose Carl Malone. But Walt Bellamy went out there and balled out, man. And that dude yeah. that dude averaged 20 points and 13 rebounds, 14 rebounds. He averaged 30 a game his rookie year. Happened to be Walt could hoop. He, 
happened to be 1961, but it's all right. That's probably closer to my birthday than never mind. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I have good solid choices. You have a much more fun choice and you have complete faith in Andre Bletch. So there, that's it. That's the podcast. Who, when you turned on this podcast, did you expect Andre Blatch talk? I bet you did not. You're not going to get that from any other podcast. Good, solid Andre Blatch talk. No, no. And Jason Tatum Hall of Fame talk. Yep. I mean, we really brought the goods today. This was no one is dropping this kind of podcast on you. So you have to subscribe to get more of this in your whatever device that you use to get podcasts on your phone, on your laptop, whatever. Subscribe. Ask your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Celtics. And give us a good review if there's a place for you to do that. Give us a five-star rating if you can do that. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. Listen to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and Jay King. Lockdown Celtics. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.